flinging the green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Takes it at the 5, out to the 10, Uh-oh. to the 15, to the 20. Oh. Around the corner to the 30, the 40, the 50. Oh. Richard Reese, look at him go. 95-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium on the web at thebaylorclub.com by Kaleo Wealth Management and by Diamore Fine Jewelers 4541 West Waco Drive where Waco gets engaged Michael Hayes to kick it off from right to left for the Mountaineers Richard Reese comes up takes it at the 7 to the 20 through a hole at the 30 to the 40 can he do it again lightning strikes twice Richard Reese all the way. Back-to-back kickoff returns for a touchdown by Richard Reese. Wow! Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome on a Monday. Highlight cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Media Network. Football on Saturday. Richard Reese, the highlight. Back-to-back kickoff returns. First one, we said 95. It was actually 96 yards for the first one. Followed that up on the very next kickoff with a 93-yard return for a touchdown. First time Baylor's ever had a player return back-to-back kickoffs for touchdowns. Only the second time in school history, Baylor's had two kick returns for touchdowns. For his uh, effort, and not just that, plenty more on Saturday, Richard Reese named the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week. He uh, finished with five kicks, uh, kick returns for 247 yards on the day. So uh, quite a day for Richard Reese, albeit in a loss. Bears foul to the uh, West Virginia Mountaineers to end the season Saturday. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. Uh, Jerry Hill will join us in a bit. Jerry will touch on all things Baylor athletics. Uh, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuel Studios. And Aaron, that was a real uh, highlight, bright spot for the Bears on Saturday. And a game I thought they were going to get the win. I thought they were going to send the seniors out with a victory. Uh, and they would have except for a last-minute drive by the Mountaineers. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough loss, a tough way to end the season. It really was, especially – I mean, it, it's something that's happened more than once this this season. It, it, you know, the final play by West Virginia to score the touchdown was a busted yeah. coverage. Yeah, exactly. Way too easy. Uh, West Virginia, you know, they did that right before the half, and then they did it at the end of the game, drove down and scored touchdowns. Uh, both of those, they'd used all their timeouts when Baylor had the ball, uh, so they used all their timeouts on defense. But uh, well-crafted drives, both of those. 34-31, the final. Mountaineers win it over Baylor. A couple of missed field goals were, uh, you know, in the end uh, proved to be costly for the Bears. Uh, But, man, what a second half. Baylor was down 27-14 at halftime and had generated, well, the 14 points were the two Richard Reese kick returns for touchdowns. And, Aaron, as you know, they, they had just generated very little offense. I mean, it was tough, tough offense in the first half for Baylor. Yeah, if you look at the halftime stats, they were 
pretty staggering in favor of West Virginia. So to look at that and look at the final stats, obviously there was there was a, a tremendous improvement in the second half, and that showed on the, on the scoreboard and the fact that Baylor almost won the game. Yep. Absolutely. So great second half by the Bears. Uh, outscored West Virginia 14 to nothing in the third quarter. Touchdowns by Keetron Jackson and uh, and Dominic Richardson. And then uh, had a, a field goal by Isaiah Hankins from 39 yards. So they actually went up 31-27. Mm, is that right? Yep, 31-27. And then West Virginia came back and scored with uh, 23 seconds to go in the game, and uh, the touchdown won at 34-31 over the Bears. Bears finish at 3-9 uh, uh, and nine on the season, 2-7 and seven in Big 12 conference play, and uh, certainly out of the running. Uh, they've been out of the running for a bowl spot several weeks now, but finish uh, with, a, with a really good second-half effort, um, but it ends up being their ninth loss of the season. We'll talk to Jerry about uh, all of that coming up. Jerry Hill will join us. But, Aaron, uh, you interested in your thoughts as you look back on the season. The Bears, uh, you know, nowhere near where anybody expected them to be or wanted them to be. There were some bright moments along the way, that 28-point uh, comeback to beat UCF on the road. And then the second half against West Virginia was really a bright spot also, but Gosh, you just finish at three and nine on the year. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's no way to sugarcoat it. It was it was a bad year. It, they almost half the games that they were uncompetitive. Texas, yep. Texas Tech, TCU, and Kansas State, and I'm forgetting one, but it, it was and and it was the same problem showing up week to week. Couldn't do anything on offense, giving up big plays on defense. And, and miss field goals. I mean that that those three things were were pretty common throughout the year, and they were the biggest factors. I think that led to that record. Yep, I think you're right. Uh, the the uh, announcement has been made. Dave Aranda will be back for his fifth season here at Baylor. Mac Rhodes making that decision, and uh, one change on the coaching staff that has been announced. Um, that is Jeff Grimes will not be back as the offensive coordinator for Baylor. Uh, Matt Pallage uh, will be back as the defensive coordinator. But it looks like, and we'll talk to Jerry about this, it looks like Dave will have, um, you know, enhanced um, – hands on the defense next year so Matt Pallage will still be here he'll he'll probably have the title of defensive coordinator but Dave I think will be much more involved on the defensive side of the ball maybe than he's been his first four years here yeah and with his defenses in the past that should be a huge upgrade in itself just having him call the plays all year long should be a huge upgrade on defense if you look at his history when he was uh, defensive coordinator at LSU, obviously, but before that at Wisconsin. And then I'm trying to think of uh, the job right before that, but I think he had a top 10 or top 15 defense at a school that you just wouldn't expect it. Now I'm going to yeah. Google it. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's had some of the best defenses in the country. So, And and from what I've read, they were an offensive coordinator that runs a up-tempo, exciting offense who's also been a head coach and – Obviously, the reason for that is Coach Aranda is going to be calling plays, yeah. so he has to have a lot of things off his plate. You know, like he can't have the OC. And I'm not saying this happened, but it, with him 
calling the plays, it's got to be a lot more separate next year, if that makes sense. I don't know if, if I yeah. said that right. But. No, that's right. I mean, he, he um, needs somebody that he can hand the offense off to, you know, right. because he'd be spending so much more time on the defensive side. Yeah, absolutely. That's a <laughs> that's why they pay you the big bucks. You, no. took, well, you just it, took my <laughs> four sentences and turned them into one better one. <laughs> well, um, so that's, yeah, the way that's, th- that's the way things shape up with uh, Baylor football season is over. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State will meet for the Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship coming up this Saturday morning, 11 a.m. on ABC. Texas uh, rolled into the championship game with a 57-7 win over Texas Tech on Friday. So they clinched their spot there. Texas uh, finishes, or they are now 11-1. They are 7-1 or 8-1 in the Big 12. The Oklahoma State knew all they had to do was win at home over BYU to uh, to get the other spot. And, man, BYU gave them all they could handle. They jumped out to an early lead in that game. Oklahoma State had to come back, went to overtime, to double overtime, and Oklahoma State won it 40-34. to But uh, the Cowboys uh, had to work hard to get that <laughs> other spot, didn't they? Yeah, and fair or unfair, I think it's fair. Mike Gundy has a kind of a reputation of – Losing big games. Now, he's yeah. done a lot to change that just in the past year, you know, when, uh, beating Notre Dame in their bowl two years ago after that that devastating loss to Baylor in the right. championship game and then, you know, winning the last uh, Bedlam game. And the, But the way the BYU game started, I was like, oh, this is what we've seen from Oklahoma State a lot in big games. But yeah. to their credit, they completely turned around in the second half and got the win and got into the Big 12 championship game, which if you saw that halftime score, you were thinking, well, looks like it's going to be Texas and OU. So yeah, exactly. They did us all a favor, and they managed to come back and beat BYU. That's right. <laughs> and keep at least Oklahoma out of the championship. That's right. So a lot of motivation for Oklahoma State there. You know, if they win, they're in the cha- championship game, and they keep Oklahoma out. So a lot of motivation for the Cowboys. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that, I just thought of that. That's like them beating them twice. Right, right, and exactly. You get, and your reward is you get to play for the conference championship. I mean, you <laughs> can't ask for much more motivation than that in the game. Right. Yeah, so the other game on Friday was uh, was Oklahoma over TCU, big 69-45. TCU finishes uh, out of the running as far as a bowl game this year. Uh, Saturday, UCF beat Houston uh, 27-13. Houston uh, announced yesterday a coaching change. Dana Holgerson is out after five years at U of H, so that job is open right now. Kansas beat Cincinnati 49-16. Iowa State and Kansas State. Farmageddon in the snow. Did you see that? Heavy snow in Manhattan for that game Saturday night. Yeah, I think it that, – that game should always be played in snow. Any game that's named Farmageddon <laughs> that's right. should be played in a snowstorm. It's, it's just, perfect. <laughs> and man, they had it too. I mean, they had uh, scraped off the, the yard lines and the uh, hash marks, but everything else was covered in snow, so – Big win for Iowa State as they win over K-State, 42-35. All right, there's uh, Big 12 football. Texas-Oklahoma State comes up Saturday morning from Arlington for the Big 12 championship. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's turn the page to basketball. Plenty to talk about, Bears and otherwise. 
And again, Jerry Hill will join us coming up in a bit. Hey, we're off and running on a Monday. We appreciate you being with us. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. After Bruce Pearl, the Auburn coach, complained about not being able to secure film of Baylor before the game, was very much complaining about that Monday in the moments after the game. I did go ahead and tweet that Bruce Pearl now has film of Baylor. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. They know steak at Logan's Roadhouse. Everyone will find an entree they love at Logan's Roadhouse, including wood grill steaks, fall off the bone ribs, pork chops, burgers, sandwiches, soups and salads, salmon and shrimp, and those famous made-from-scratch yeast rolls. Dine in the casual dining room or in the bar where you can enjoy a signature cocktail or ice-cold beer. Logan's Roadhouse in the Central Texas Marketplace, Waco. Open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday nights. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Days, anniversaries, and holidays, but have you ever given just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry. Always free gift wrapping, and delivery is available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business. That's Morrison Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Deli. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. And when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Bird Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. 
No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by Diamore Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. Diamore Fine Jewelers at diamorefinejewelers.com. with us john morris show on a monday we are glad you're with us uh, as we start some of the sounds of the season here aaron uh, it is full-blown christmas at our house i don't know about you but uh we uh worked on it a little bit before i left town last weekend and worked on it a lot more terry did while i was gone and then more over the weekend so it is uh full-blown christmas so we're going to have some of the sounds of the season here in uh, in this spot every day. Rejoin one. As we welcome you back, John Morris Show, brought to you in part by the Pioneer Boys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe, serving Central Texas since 1943. Same ownership, same family-operated business, covering four generations. That great new location, 2003 South Loop 340 and Highway 6, also excuse me, a location in Bryan, a new store, but you'll find the same great customer service and low prices that customers expect. Tradition and experience serves you at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They are Central Texas' largest structural steel, pipe, and metal building components distributor. On the web at pioneerboys.com, remember they deliver and unload. That is Pioneer Steel and Pipe. All right, last, uh, last time we were here was uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Since then, Baylor basketball won a couple of games at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, came home with the trophy, the uh, NIT season tip-off championship, beat Oregon State 88-72 on Wednesday night, turned around two days later and beat a really good Florida team. Uh, 95-91 was the final. Florida not ranked right now but watch and uh, watch their progress they'll be in the top 25 really soon really good team really good guards uh great transition team uh something baylor needs to work on and they will continue to do that but baylor comes home with the trophy another in-season tournament championship for the bears that uh, is now five of the last six regular season tournaments baylor's played in that they have won and an amazing 42 and 13 record in regular season tournaments under Scott Drew. Uh, they just have a knack of uh, uh, it's more than a knack. They just have a way of prep preparation, being ready for those games, even if it's a you know say three games in three days or this one was two games over three days. They have a way of being at their top for those. Well, Baylor's won 15 of its last <laughs> 16 regular season neutral site games as well. So. Aaron, they've just got a way of being uh, ready for games like big games like that. Yeah, and if you've ever heard Coach Drew talk about preseason tournaments, which obviously we both have, you'll understand that that's one of the reasons why this is an elite program. Right. Uh, he he schedules them in multiple, in at least one big tournament every off season, and he puts a huge emphasis on winning it because a it's quality wins for you know the selection committee when they're seating. At this point, Baylor's not worried about making the tournament. Right. They're worried about seating. It also gives you a kind of a glimpse at what the NCAA tournament's going to be like with playing outstanding teams, you know, two, three 
or four, depending on the tournament, in in a three or four day span, like you would in the NCAA tournament. So, Coach Drew is big on them. They've won a lot of them, and it's paid off. It shows in the overall results of the program, including multiple Big 12 titles and obviously the national championship. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah, really good uh, week in Brooklyn. Uh, two big wins there. Bears come home. They'll play Nichols coming up tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center. Today, uh, Ray J. Dennis uh, was named the Big 12 Co-Newcomer of the Week. Um, had an outstanding uh, game against Florida. Really good couple of games in New York. But the game against Florida, he had 24 points, 8 assists. He was the uh, tournament MVP. Uh, they, they put a crown on his head. Aaron, uh, as they named the MVP, we're looking at it from behind. They're kind of facing the other way, and we see somebody come out there with a crown and put it on Ray J's head, and, and Pat and I figured out pretty quick, oh, that must be the MVP crown because uh, Ray J is certainly uh, deserving of that. So great honor for him, the Big 12 co-newcomer of the week. So Baylor and Nichols tomorrow night, uh, 7 o'clock, the broadcast beginning at 6.30 here on ESPN Central Texas. Then they'll host Northwestern State coming up on Saturday. That'll be a 5 o'clock tip-off and also here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor women won big uh, Friday. Uh, Is that stating the obvious? Is that putting it uh, uh, mildly to say they won big on Friday? 124. I don't know. I think that may be a slight exaggeration. Oh, you think? All right. Down to the wire game. (laughs) 124 to 44 was the final. They won by 80 points. That is incredible. 80 points over McNeese. That's an incredible margin of victory against anyone. And the the wild thing is it wasn't wasn't a school record. It wasn't the largest margin of victory in school history. It was the third largest. So 80 points (laughs) was the margin on Saturday. Uh, They had seven players in double-figure scoring, 124 points. Uh, All 13 players played. All 13 players scored. So a big win there. And then they turn around and played on Sunday and beat Alcorn State uh, 93 to 47. So they've been putting it on those those non-conference opponents. Uh, and, And interesting thing was Jim Haller and I did the game on TV yesterday, and Jim noted that yesterday all 13 players played, all 13 players scored for Baylor. Two games in a row that happened, which is, I would think, very unique. Yeah, and it's really great to, for everyone to see action. It shows. You, it also shows you how deep this team is, remarkably deep, because that's a you talked about Florida. That's a remarkably deep and talented right. Florida team that was without a couple of their best players, but still an outstanding team. They really loaded up in the transfer portal and, and changed that team really quickly in the offseason. That's why they were picked, I think, sixth in the SEC because people hmm. – I don't know if they really kept up with how good they got through the portal because they got some top guys. And we saw that in the championship game. They're – they're a great team, and they're going to compete for an SEC title. This is a great win by Baylor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the women uh, moved up in the poll, up one spot. They're number 13 in the nation this week. They were 14th a week ago. Their next game will be Thursday. It's their first road game of the year. They'll play at SMU coming up on Thursday at 7 o'clock. We'll have the broadcast here on ESPN Central Texas. Men's poll, they uh, they moved up to number 9. So now in the top 10, Baylor men jump from – what were they, 13th or 14th, uh, 13th, I think, last week, jumped up to number nine in both polls. 
from the Big 12 in the AP poll, Kansas is five. Houston is six. In the coaches poll, Houston is five. Kansas is six. Baylor is next at number nine in both polls. And Texas at number 16. BYU off to a 6-0 and start is number 19 in the nation. And Oklahoma is at number 25. So that's the top 25 polls for this week, the men and the women. And the Baylor men, again, uh, home tomorrow night, home Saturday. Uh, two games, two of the uh, few remaining games in the Farrell Center for Scott Drew and the Baylor men. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, talk about all of that and more. Jerry Hill will join us after a break. We appreciate you being with us on this Monday afternoon. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas, independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. Also brought to you by DMRA Fine Jewelers. DMRA at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. Scott Drew and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in the Farrell Center on Tuesday, hosting the Nichols Colonels. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat and John all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's Fall Clearance Sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury Motor-Powered National Best Sellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice cost. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Does your company need CDL drivers? We can help. ATDS assists companies with training their employees to obtain their CDL license to fill driving positions. There's somewhat freight to be hauled and not enough drivers to keep up with the demand, especially since it's a requirement to attend a truck driving school now to get your CDL license. ATDS trains drivers for over 20 different companies. They can obtain their CDL license in as little as 20 days and be on the road working immediately. Our only requirement is that you must must have a valid Texas driver's license, no outstanding tickets or warrants, and you must be able to pass a drug screen and DOT physical. We train and test on manual transmissions, which sets us apart from other schools in the area. We do not want our students to have an automatic restriction on their license. We start a new class every two weeks, and we also have weekend classes available. Call us at 254-829-1694 to get your employees enrolled to obtain their CDL license. Listen to the John Moore Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. You're listening to The John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now with his boogie shoes on and ready to talk Baylor athletics, here's Jerry Hill with John Morris. Boogie it on in. Welcome in, Jerry Hill, Baylor Insider. Welcome back. John Morris Show on a Monday brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Big weekend for the Baylor Club complete. They are off on Mondays. They close to catch their breath on Mondays. I saw Mike Mosel on Saturday scurrying around. Uh, everybody was late night for them, and then they turn around and have the uh, Baylor brunch on Sundays. But uh, back at it tomorrow and a bunch of activities coming up. Uh, look at the web thebaylorclub.com. It'll give you their entire schedule of upcoming events. Give them a call if you have questions, 254-710-8080. That is the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Welcome in, Jerry Hill. How you doing? I've got my boogie shoes on. I know you, know, you do. Always do. I know you Never do. Never leave the house without them. You're waiting for somebody to ask you to boogie. I, you know, and they re- rarely even have to ask. You know, you, <laughs> usually they have to ask me to stop. To not boogie. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, lots we can talk about here. Uh, let's start with, uh, no, let's start with this. How was your Thanksgiving? You had two Thanksgivings. I did, John. It was really good. Um, yeah, my wife and I hosted uh, a Thanksgiving at our house on Thursday. And then we went up to my folks have always done the day after um, for whatever reason. And, you know, people that have Thanksgivings, other places can come and, you know, just it's it's always been kind of a tradition for us to have it the next day. So Mm -hmm. went up to Mansfield and had that on Friday and made my way back here, back here for. Did you See, come? We, you didn't come back for basketball Friday. I did not. I, okay, because that Football was Saturday. That was basically when we were having right. our, our our deal, and I and my wife didn't realize that I was going to be working that day. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so I was doing uh, right after our Thanksgiving meal and right after the game. I did. I sent a quickie story in, and and uh, and then I think uh, yeah, John Werner had sent me some audio, so I helped transcribe that and. Um, so we got on the road maybe a little bit later than what she was thinking, uh, but was able to, uh, you know, listen and track the uh, men's game as well. So it was kind of a busy day, I guess. Yeah. And then, yeah, I got back here for football on Saturday and uh, 
basketball, uh, women's basketball yesterday. All right. All right, let's talk football first. Yep. Uh, golly, man, I yeah. was so – Baylor was so close. I was so hoping they'd get that win. Just would have been huge to end the season on an upbeat. Yeah, I mean, I and I think I, the way I described it was it was like a rip-your-heart-out loss. You know, it was just because you had it right there. Um, I, I thought, John, maybe our best game of the year, really. I mean, just all, all phases – um, you know, the defense uh, had really played well in that second half, gave up – I think I had went back and counted it was 74 yards on 18 plays mm. till that last drive, and yeah. then they give up 80 on that one drive. But, you know, and then the offense had, had obviously had some success in the second half. Baylor had scored 17 unanswered points, taken the lead, had a four-point lead. And I think the missed field goal kind of, you know, flipped everything. You know, I think if you kick that – I know it's only a seven-point lead, and, and what's the difference between a four- and a seven-point lead, but I think there is a difference. Yeah. And I think just in attitude and everything, momentum, you know, you've got a 34-27 lead, and now they've got to go the distance without timeouts, uh, knowing that they have to score a touchdown. And I just I just think that changed a lot of things. If you make that field go, it puts a lot of pressure on West Virginia. So uh, it was. It was a tough way to end. A very tough season, I'd say, John. Yeah. And uh, the field goals, so two missed field goals on Saturday. <laughs> exactly. We're not placing blame anywhere. No. I mean, it was a total total team effort on Saturday. Yeah. But the first one, our our uh, spotter, Jeff Walter, thought the snap was a little bit low. Yeah. Did you see that? Well, and I didn't notice it on that one. I, I know the second one, or the last one, was a good good snap. but And that's kind of what I, I guess I may have mentioned in the podcast was um, you got to look at the operation, too. You know, it's not always on the kicker. Sure, yeah. uh, and you're breaking in, you know, a guy, a true freshman, Dylan Schaub, at mid-year. Uh, he's, he was the snapper that had to take over when Garrison Grimes got hurt. Um, and then you're breaking in a new holder, too, in Palmer Williams. So just a lot of things in that operation. Um, so, you know, but, yeah, I mean, those are, those are two that Isaiah Hankins would make, you know, eight out of ten, nine out of ten times. Uh, he just happened to miss them that day. And. But, yeah, you're talking about six-point difference there with yeah. the two missed field goes. And it was interesting that both times that he missed those field goes, they drove down the distance of the field without timeouts yeah. and got touchdowns. So, really, that's about a 20-point difference <laughs> there. So, yeah. um, you know, that's tough. Um, and that's, you know, that was kind of a story of the game and a little bit of the story of the season, honestly. Yeah. You know, that just um, when it came to crunch time, this team just wasn't able to finish. Uh, and wasn't able to, you know, you know, that defense, all they had to do was make one stop um, and, and just couldn't do it there at the end. So it was just, yeah, it was tough, John. But like I said, I still think it was maybe maybe their best game of the year against a good West Virginia team. Sure. That's a West Virginia team that's won eight games, it's going to a bowl, um, and you really had them on the ropes. I mean, you had them right there. So, end of the season for football, a lot of speculation about changes. Uh, the announcement's been made uh, that Dave Aranda will come back, yep. and I I wholeheartedly applaud that. I'm completely in favor of that. Uh, and then the announcement also came that Jeff Grimes will not be back right. as offensive coordinator. Yep. What, what do you think, uh, which direction do you think Baylor might go there? I mean, I think it's I think it's got to be somebody, um, you know, that, that Dave trusts. I, I don't know if you go with, you know, this same offensive strategy or philosophy, but I think it's regardless, I think it's got to be somebody he trusts and, and maybe even somebody that he's worked with in the past. 
Um, I've seen some stuff, and I think it probably would be a good idea if you get an offensive coordinator in here that has some head coaching experience. You know, because one thing I didn't even think of, and actually I was talking to John Werner earlier today, and I didn't think of, but, you know, when De- when uh, Dave was first brought here and that original staff included two former head yeah. coaches in Larry Fedora and Ron Roberts, yeah, the two and they were both gone. Yeah. So – I, I don't know that that was a factor, but he didn't have those guys to lean on that had been in his seat. Yep. You know, there was nobody here that been in his seat on this level. So, I, you know, I think I think that would be kind of a good thing just because he's still a young head coach. You know, he's he's because you can almost kind of write off the COVID year. So Great. basically he's had three years mm-hmm. as, as a head coach. So, um, yeah, I think it would be good to have somebody like that that maybe has had some head coaching experience, regardless of what offense. I mean, it's got to be an offense that Dave's comfortable with. But, you know, particularly with him taking over the, the play calling and stuff on the defensive side, I think you really got to have somebody you can trust on the offensive side because you're not going to be able to be over there. You're probably not going to be able to be over there hardly at all. Yeah. So now you've got to really have a guy you can trust on the offense, and you, you've got to basically turn it over to him. So, yeah, I think that's uh, that's a big, big thing. Uh, you know, and certainly I, I know they're trying to get that done. The the portal, transfer portal opens uh, next Monday, December 4th. That's not a lot of time, right. but I, I know that's the plan is to try to get a guy, you know, at least have a name in place by then. Yeah. And on the defensive side, you know, we're getting indications <laughs> that Dave will be much more involved, right. probably call the plays right. defensively. Right. Uh, you know, he's he's one of the best defensive coaches yeah. out there, so yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if you were looking for a coordinator. Right. <laughs> and there's one in the building yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I do. John, I think that's a that's a great call, and and you know, and I'm I'm sure uh, you know Matt Pallage. This was his first year as a guy calling the plays. Um, he was a co-coordinator at Oregon, but didn't call the plays there. So, I think I think Matt will probably you know kind of relish the opportunity to train with Dave, and kind of you know let him uh, take that front end, but. I think Matt will probably still be very involved in particularly the game planning and things like that. It's just, uh, you know, Dave's the one that's punching the buttons on game day. So I I think it'll be an interesting dynamic. Um, You know, certainly, like you said, Dave is, you know, one of the best defensive minds in the country. So that's a guy that can obviously run this defense. I think the players will be excited about that you know that Dave number one Dave is still here but the Dave is going to take more of a hands-on uh you know deal with the defense so I think that'll be exciting for those players and I think talking about uh coach Aranda still being here he'll move on to his fifth year here at Baylor uh player retention Mm -hmm. I think that really helps that area yeah I do John I, I think uh I think the players really like him. He's, I mean, he's a likable guy. Let's, <laughs> no mistake about it. But I think the players really like him. They like his approach. Um, so, and and if you have a chance to retain, particularly some of those young guys, you know, that's the ones that really kind of stood out uh, throughout most of this season, or, or the really is kind of the freshmen and sophomores. You know, so I think the more of those guys you can retain and keep here. I think the better, and because um, you know that freshman class could wind up being really special. Mm-hmm. You know, so many of those guys really had to play this year, um, but they they also earned their way. Yeah. You know, they played their way into to more playing time. So, 
Um, you know, you're talking about Caden Jenkins and Carl Williams and those guys. I mean, there were a lot of true freshmen that played, particularly on that defensive side. The defense struggled a lot this year, but, you know, there again, that's the experience factor. There weren't a lot of those guys that had a lot of playing time before this year and, and, and before they were kind of thrust into starting roles. So I think the more of those guys you can get back and kind of build around them, I think that'll be that'll be great moving forward and certainly for next year. All right, let's touch on uh, some other sports about volleyball. They yeah. uh, won their regular season finale, good win yeah. over Houston. Yeah. And the NCA selection show was last night. They are headed to God's Country, Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> They'll play in the regional there, uh, opening on, is it Thursday or Friday? Thursday. I believe it's 3.30 Central. Okay. Uh, leaving God's Country to go to God's Country is the true. way I would put yeah, it. Yeah, sure. You know, That's true. Texas That's is fair. obviously God's well, Country. Well, sure. Um, but, uh, yes, they're going there to play James Madison. James Madison is actually the uh, seventh seed in that regional. So Baylor is unseeded. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 16 te- teams in each region. Only eight are seeded. Um, so Baylor is not seeded. They're they're playing James Madison in the first round, and they would get the two seed in that regional, Kentucky, in the second round on their home floor. So tough go, tough uh, tough road. Um, but, you know, they've been here before, um, you know, certainly would have loved to have hosted. They've hosted, you know, several times in the last few years. Uh, but, you know, I think, John, and I know you and I have talked about it, I mean, for Ryan McGuire to do what he did with this team this year, you know, no seniors, um, you know, and, and lose one of your best players, maybe your best player, Kendall Stowers, um, for the second half of the season, uh, I, I thought they did a great job kind of piecing it together. Um, and there's some really nice pieces on that team. And I think they're capable of beating whoever, you know, they've, and I think that's where playing that kind of schedule at the beginning of the year helps you. You've played a lot of those, you know, the teams that wound up getting national seeds, they've played a lot of them. So I, I think that helps. Um, and, you know, who knows? I've seen this team play in stretches really, really well. Uh, and, and so I think they're capable. It's just a matter of being consistent enough to do that for four or five sets. You know, that's been the issue is, man, there's there's times where they just look like they're unbeatable. Yeah. You know, putting balls down, blocking balls. Um, so I, I think if they can kind of put it together and be consistent for three, four, five sets, I think that would uh, carry them at least through that first match and then get them to Kentucky, and who knows? You know, like I said, that's on their home floor, um, but you've played a lot of tough road matches already this year. Like just about everybody that was any good in the Big 12, right. Baylor was playing them on the road, <laughs> on the so road. they've had that already. So no no stranger to playing on the road. All right, so uh, NCAA tournament opener Thursday in Lexington against James Madison. Yeah. About women's basketball, a couple yeah. of uh, dominating wins, shall we say, yeah. over McNeese and Alcorn. Yeah. And they're up a spot, number 13 in the nation, and uh, making their first road trip of the year coming yeah. up on Thursday to SMU. Yeah, finished off a perfect 5-0 and homestand, you know, uh, we remember the the big win against Utah when they were top five. Um, you know, I think I still think this team is probably a little underrated at 13. But uh, yeah, looked really good this weekend, 124-44 over McNeese, and then handled business uh, yesterday, 93-47 against Alcorn State. And 
And uh, really in, in both games, but particularly in this last one, every every player scored. Yeah. All 13 scored. Um, and you really balanced scoring. You know, I think uh, Yaya Felder led them with 16 points. Um, but just, you know, four double-figure scores. Um, Sarah Andrews continues to play really well, hit three three-pointers. So, um, yeah, this is a team that's playing really well, John, and, and – uh, I think it's good. It, it, they need to be tested. You know, they go on the road to play SMU on Thursday in Dallas at Moody Coliseum um, and play Toyo Wilson's team. That's right. Former Baylor, former Baylor assistant. assistant. So that'll be – I think that will be a good matchup because I know Nikki talked about it a little bit after the game, uh, particularly dealing with Jana Van Gietenbeek, uh, who's played really well. But she hasn't faced a team like this that really kind of gets up in your grill. Mm. So this will be a good test to see if Jana can kind of take her game to the next level because she's been really good, like in the open floor and when she's got space and stuff. Um, but you know what she gonna, how can she handle it when somebody's really up in you and pressing you and all that stuff? So we'll see. I think, like I said, I think this is the time. I think they need to go on the road and play a good team. And and SMU is a good team. They're not a great team. They're not a ranked team. But uh, you know they're they will be they will give you a test for sure. Yeah. We should mention also a school record, 17 made threes against McNeese, 17 of 32 shooting yeah. threes, and then 11 more yesterday. Yeah. So find me a find me a school that's hit 28 <laughs> three-pointers in any two-game Two-game stretch. <laughs> and I think, John, if I'm right on this, I think 10 of the players have hit three-pointers. Oh, really? So 10 different players. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I guess it would be probably Letty, Kyla, Abram, and uh, – Bugs. Okay. I think those are the three that haven't made three pointers. Yeah. The other ten have all made three. I mean, it's a team that can shoot. That's I, wild. I, you kind of knew that going into the season, but the you know that two game stretch definitely proved. Yeah, seventeen three pointers against McNeese school record. Uh, you know, if you remember, uh, Juicy when they set the record before the previous record was fifteen. Juicy made 14, 14 of them, right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, in this one, there were a, few, a little more sharing yeah. the wealth a little bit, So, but made 17 uh, in that game against McNeese. And the Baylor men up to number nine in the nation yeah. in both polls, uh, coming off the NIT season tip-off championship. Two good wins there over uh, Oregon State and Florida. Yeah, I thought those were both really good wins, John. I And I don't know, you, you were there. You'd probably be able to tell me better. I just think Florida might be a little underrated. Oh, I think that's it. So. Yeah. I think that is going to be a really good team. I feel the same way about Auburn right. too, but um, particularly Florida. I just, I mean, I watched a little bit of their game the the you know the night that we played Oregon, and I was really impressed with them. Then yeah. I was like, man, this is going to be a test. Yeah. And they've got some dudes, as as Scott Drew said, they've got some dudes, and I I did. I thought that was a really good win. And and when you think about Jacoby Walter playing two minutes in the second half. And they were still able to do what they did. Eve was in in foul trouble as well, so uh, I, it just kind of shows you how deep this team is, and they can, you know, because I think he had carried them so much, um, you know, in some of the other games and carried such of a scoring load. You wondered, you know, can they do it without mm-hmm. him? Well, they did yeah. pretty much. I mean, I, I think he still scored eleven in that first half, but uh, pretty much played the whole second half without him. So I, th- I thought that was a a great uh, thing for this team um, to do. Not that you you wanted him on the bench for 18 minutes, but um, I think it was good for the team to be able to do that, to be able to pull it out. And, and Ray J played great, yeah. uh, MVP, and, and well-deserved. He played great in that one in particular. So I just thought that was a really good tournament. I mean, 
um, you're sitting here at six and zero, and and three of them are against Power Five teams, yeah. right? So yeah. I think they played a great schedule and still have a bunch of really tough games left in non-conference. But uh, yeah, they've survived this first part at six and zero. Yeah, doing really well. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night, Nichols here in the Farrell Center, seven o'clock for the Baylor men. All right, Jerry, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate the visit, and always good to see you. Always great, Aaron. Have a great. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and have a great rest of your day. I did, and thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Wait, let's tell let's tell Aaron what you told me earlier. What's up? So, so. Oh yeah, I'm. You talking about me coming in the studio? Yeah, 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 yeah. Aaron, I you know I I feel like it's been a minute since you and I have seen each other, so I really need to get in studio. So because I I think uh, I, I think that would make my day, but probably even more make your day if I was actually in studio with you. Absolutely, we get all these great <laughs> guests, but you know they're big time famous guests like right. you. Right. But it's just phone, you know? Yeah. And that's right. kind of disappointing. I need, so that I need to show up in the studio. We can we can have that special time together. We'll make 100%. that happen. Make it happen. Let's make it happen. Thanks, guys. All right, Jerry. Thank you. Jerry Hill with us, Baylor Insider. Appreciate him, his thoughts, uh, and uh, insight on Baylor athletics. Let's take, let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Look ahead. Wrap things up in the 2 o'clock hour. Plenty more to come. We invite you to stay with us. John Morris Show brought to you in part by... Kaleo Wealth Management, the team at Kaleo Wealth Management, helps people chart a path toward their financial goals and also helps them pursue their dreams. 200 West Highway 6 in Waco, 254-751-5050 for Kaleo Wealth Management. This is ESPN Central Texas. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. we we'll treat you like family. Find new roads. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. 
Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Back with this final segment, John Morris Show on a Monday. We appreciate Jerry Hill being on with us. If you missed any or all of that, want to share it with somebody, uh, take a look on the web, SyntechSportsFan.com, and also on show, social media at 1660 ESPN. That's where you'll find all of our full local shows and interviews. You can find all of them right there. Uh, as Aaron gets those up rather quickly. So take a look at that, and we appreciate Jerry being on with us. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Uh, Aaron, what do you guys have planned coming up between 3 and 6 this afternoon? Believe it or not, we'll be talking about the decision to keep Baylor football head coach Dave Aranda for most of the program. We'll also <laughs> discuss you know, the, bear, the uh, men's basketball's big win in the uh, preseason NIT tip-off tournament. And the the uh, Baylor women's hot start, both of them moving up Baylor men into the top ten. Baylor women should be in the top ten, but are closer. And uh, we will also talk about. We'll have some uh, Cowboys news. There's some NFL news. There were lots of college, and an NFL coach fired over the weekend and today. So we'll be discussing all that as well. All right, very good. Stay tuned. Matt Mosley show is coming up next. Quickly uh, look at birthdays today. It is uh, Eric Romanov's birthday. Happy birthday to Eric. A lot of you folks uh, know him here in Central Texas. It's Mark Tanner's birthday, friend of mine, going back to uh, high school days. Um, who else do we have? Oh, it's Dan Evitt's birthday today. Happy birthday to Dan, former Baylor outfielder. Uh, great guy. Happy birthday to Dan Evitt. And I think that is it for today. If I can go back to yesterday, it was Wes Yeary's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday to Wes. And Tommy Ross's birthday was yesterday also. So a couple of guys there that deserve a birthday shout-out. Happy birthday uh, to them. Christy Soto's birthday also uh, from a Baylor grad television here at KWTX now in Florida somewhere doing television there. So happy birthday to them from yesterday. Aaron, who would you add to the birthday list? A short list, but a good one. We'll start with Jaleel White, 
Urkel from Family Matters turns Urkel. 47. He, by the way, has a, uh, well, you, I never mind. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's got a business venture that you would not expect from Urkel. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll skip that. It involves <laughs> uh, something that's been legalized in a lot of states. So, okay. okay. <laughs> People can figure it out from there. Director <laughs> Kathleen, Catherine Bigelow, who is that a pretty amazing career considering there was a pretty big gap between her having huge hits. She directed the original Point Break back in the 90s, I believe. And then she had another huge hit with Zero Dark Thirty about the hunt for bin Laden. She turns 71 today, so happy birthday to director Catherine Bigelow. And last but not least, Cowboys Hall of Fame offensive lineman, seven-time first-team All-Pro. That's amazing yeah, because that's voted on by your peers. And an 11-time Pro Bowler, which is also an incredible accomplishment. Larry Allen turns 52 today. So happy birthday to Cowboy great Larry Allen. Man, that's great. Very cool. All right, Aaron, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Uh, We appreciate you being with us today. And uh, we invite you to stay tuned. The Matt Mosley Show is coming up next. Keep it here on ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making time for me. Really. (laughs) Seriously, thank you.